0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of my podcast Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host Shane Told. Very nice to have you for a very special episode. I love this because today's guest is what I call one of the forefathers of the podcast. Such a good friend of mine, Jake Lures of August Burns Red is on the program. A guy I just spent the entire summer with. Um, So we got to catch up here, I mean, all, all summer long. It was just an amazing time. And the reason I call him one of the forefathers of the show, he was in the first 10, call it 10 episodes, where I didn't have a podcast yet. This was just a pipe dream. I had this idea of me, a lead singer, talking to other lead singers. That's what I've been doing for almost 200 episodes. And that was the idea. And I had to you know, cold call some of my friends, some people I wanted to talk to, I respected, and some of them were gracious enough to accept this, even though it wasn't a thing yet. And Jake was one of those people. So big thank you to Jake for doing it again. Um, this is an amazing episode. We talk about so many great things. We get pretty deep. And But this is such a nice guy. Jake, just one of my favorite people. And I've been waiting like 185 episodes or something to get this guy back on the show. So uh, I really appreciate you. Being here once again, we got so many other episodes too, just go back and listen, you know, last couple of weeks have been great, I'm just having so much fun. Thank you so much for being here, and of course, you can get in touch with me, I get emails every single day, It's there's a lot of emails lately, and I love it, I love hearing about it. And I think it's a good sign that whatever I'm doing here with the show is kind of working out and I'm reaching people and people are taking something away from these conversations, which, you know, is the whole point. So thank you uh, and feel free to hit me up, syndrome at gmail.com. If you, like younger people, they don't really get email. I, I literally had someone say this to me. I don't really get email. I'm like, what's there not to get? But I'm old. I'm a dinosaur. Uh, but I love email. So email me, or if you don't want to do that, you can hit me up on social media. It's at Shane Told. And the show we have at Lead Singer Sin and at Lead Singer Syndrome. Depending on the platform, you're going to find it no problem. And also like us on Facebook. Go do that as well. If you really like the show, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. That's uh, for you know people that are a little extra. They need more stuff. They want interaction with other fans of the show. They want merchandise. They want interaction with me. And that is what helps keep this thing going week after week. Almost 200 episodes strong. Uh, so yeah, check that out. It's leadsingersyndrome.com slash access, And it only costs as little as $6 a month. And it's a good time. Trust me. It is a good time. Shout out to all my sinners all over the world. Leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. So what's new with me? Well, I got glasses. Iconic.com, they hooked me up. That's E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C.com slash L-S-S. That's the link. They hooked me up. I needed glasses for a long time. And to be honest, I didn't really know how to go about it. I didn't know how this all worked. It was a little daunting. They made it super easy for me. They hooked me up. They can hook you up too. Even if you already wear glasses contacts, they got the best prices on the internet. They got a virtual try-on tool. That's amazing. Head over to iconic.com slash LSS. You can use promo code LSS to take 10% off your entire order. They're an awesome new sponsor of the show, really supporting everything that we're doing here on Lead Singer Syndrome. So a shout out to them as well. You'll hear an ad later on in the program, but make sure that you, you check them out. Cause this is this is the place. They got they got all the stuff, the best brand names at the best prices. What more do you want? Iconic.com. So I'm looking fly all over the world doing emo nights in Denver, LA. Shout out to everybody I saw out there, man. Emo nights are fun. I don't know, man. I know this thing has exploded. I love doing it. It's fun just to hang out, play some tunes, reminisce about the good old days. So shout out to everybody that's seen me at all the Emo Night shows I've done. And I'm doing more. So, you know, make sure you you poke around on my social media. And uh, if you do see me around, come say what's up. Say hello. I love when people come up to me and they tell me they love the podcast. That always makes my day. So if you see me around, come say hi. And Silverstein, we're going back on tour next year. We've announced 20th anniversary dates in Europe. They're on sale now. We got two shows in London. The first one's already sold out. Second one in London, UK is on sale now. And we're doing a bunch of shows in Germany. So yes, go over to silversteinmusic.com. You'll find all your tickets there, and uh, now that summer's over, I know it's sad. I'm a summer guy, big summer guy over here. Summer is over. We're back at it. We're back at school. We're back at work. It's getting colder, and I know now festivals are in the past, so now you can worry about next year and these great club tours, and this one is not to be missed. We're going to be playing three sets. That's right. We're, we're, it seems like every tour, we do another set, so we're doing Discovering the Waterfront, in its entirety, an acoustic set which we've never done before, and then a Greatest hit set. So it's a long show. If you're in Europe, definitely check it out. Anyway, let's bring them on in here and my conversation with Jake Lures of August Burns Red.
1: Started,
0: Jake. Yo, yo, dude, this is great. Yeah, I was, I was just saying, like, this is going to be probably episode 188 or 189. Yeah. (laughs) And when we did this thing, I don't know if you remember, it was four years ago. Yeah. Warp tour. I hadn't even launched it yet. Yeah. So you were one of the guinea pig. Uh, interviews that I did yes. and probably episode I don't know 5 6 something like that. Yep. And here we are literally 4 years later. Yeah.
2: doing it all again. I know it's awesome. I'm I'm super proud of you man like oh, thanks, I man. hear like um anytime I bring up your podcast people are just like yeah dude I, I, I freaking love it. Like it's like so good. And um it really is like you've just done such a good job with this podcast and there's so many you know cuz like there's so many podcasts out there you know that that I think, um, really try to, you know, perhaps get the, the environment and the, the feel that you have in your podcast. And I think that you just, you just did a good job and, and, uh, it's really cool to even be back. And then also to know that you've done like 189 of these, it's it's just crazy when I say that number out loud,
0: you know, it's it, yeah, excuse me. No, it really is like, it's totally, totally wild. Um, but no, I'm glad we could sit down again because I feel like a lot a lot of things have stayed the same, but yeah. a lot of things have changed. Yeah. I mean, with you personally, I'd say a lot of things have changed.
2: Yeah, definitely., uh, four years ago. Wow, hold on, let me think. So I was just going through a divorce at that point, um four years ago, and quite frankly, I was a complete a complete wreck. In total shambles. Um, total <laughs> shambles, dude. I mean, you know, divorce is just an ugly thing. I, I, yeah. There's no real way to spin it to make it positive um, because it's literally like, I think the I think there's some sort of statistics of like the two most challenging or difficult things for someone to experience is death of a, clo- uh, a close family member yeah. or a loved one or uh, divorce, which is, well, I mean, absolutely. it is death. It's, it's separation and spiritual division and um, you know, cutting ties with someone that you love. So that was a, that was a difficult time for me. But, um, thankfully I, um, after a while of directing my, my frustrations and confusion towards, you know, uh, just boozing it up and not really caring <laughs> much about my life. Right. I was like, Hey, you know, you got to kind of change your, you got to change this. Cause this isn't, this isn't healthy, and like, what are you going to live like this for the rest of your life? So I ended up, you know, going to um, exercise. You know, right? Um, exercise right. was really huge for me at that point. It was very therapeutic. It was like, you know, obviously as you know, like I'm a man of faith, uh, of Christian faith. So, you know, I'd go in the gym, and it was a it was a time for me to self reflect on the mistakes that I had made, um, the decisions that I, you know, chose to make that, um, you know, hurt or damaged myself or my significant other at that time. And, and then for me to kind of hone in on, you know, Hey, you know, um, talking to, talking to God and, and, you know, trying to have some sort of spiritual encounter, um, and understanding as to like, Hey, what's the direction I'm supposed to take now, you know? And, um, and, and, you know, that was to love myself and to love others, you know, and to forgive. And so that in my own life has, um, really pushed me to go outside of the boundaries of, My own comfortable boundaries of love and forgiveness, um, which has helped me to love people and forgive people that, you know, I I normally or may would not have done,
0: you know? Absolutely. Well, what's interesting about all that, I think, and just comparing you now to Jake four years ago is you didn't even want to talk about the divorce four years ago. You were very, uh, I feel like you were very guarded You were very careful about the way you put yourself out there, the way you think, the the things you said. Mm -hmm. Um, There were things we talked about that you were like, you hit me up after. You're like, ah, damn, I don't know if I should have said that. Right. Now I feel like you're much more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Which probably has to do with, well, just getting older and maturity, going through the horrible divorce that you had to go through Mm -hmm. and, and piece together your life again. But also the way that exercise you know builds confidence uh, in yourself too yeah so it's it's kind of a beautiful thing yeah yeah
2: it, it, I mean you know I think time and um, just healing you know I mean when you're in when you're in it and you can't see five feet in front of you it's like you know what am I what am I supposed to say or what am I supposed to do or what's even the right thing at this point because I mean like I said I wasn't treating myself very well I wasn't loving myself I wasn't right. I wasn't in a place to really you know I mean I do um, heart support. You know, I had to step down from that. I, I stepped down from that for like six months to almost a year um, and told my right hand uh, men, you know, like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta steer the ship right now. Cause I can't love anybody cause I'm not even loving myself. And I think the reason why I was so, um, closed off about, you know, talking about my divorce is that, you know, people are really super judgmental. Um, I got a lot of hate mail, <laughs> and, from from fans, you know, after I, um, publicly went out and said that I was going to, you know, be separated from my ex-wife, Chris. And, um, I really, you know, I called her before we even went public on that. And I yeah. said, look, um, I don't like the number one thing, even though her and I were like really at odds, at odds, I said, the number one thing is I don't want you, um, to be hurt by, you know, my fans or, or by people that right. are in the industry and, I, I really want to protect your name um, because I mean whether or not we're agreeing or you know we see eye to eye like you're a human being and like I don't want this to affect you so we we collectively try to figure out a way to tell everyone and um, and then I got all this backlash from and funny enough from like Christian fans you know um, the Christian the the Christians the 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 people who are supposed to love you unconditionally or right. say hey like <clears throat> forgiveness and redemption is there for you and and all this, like, um, kind of came at me and was like, oh, well, you know, what happened to, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know. The sanctity before, of marriage. Yeah, because like, yeah, right.
0: a lot of that's really old school, right? I mean, like, like you know, you think back to when people in the, I don't know, 1950s mm-hmm. or something, people, like, lived together and hated each other because divorce was, like, not on the table. Like, right. that was just not an option. Right. And maybe in some cultures still to this day, I mean, sure it is. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a Obviously, that's a bit of an old school thinking, but at the same time, some of your fans are really—I yeah. mean, really—holding on to a lot of the yeah. specifics
2: yeah. in Christianity, right? Well, I mean, I'm, I, I think the—I think the thing that irritated me so much was just the judgment and condemnation of it all, not like especially from people from afar that didn't really understand the dynamics of the situation, of course, um, and what what my ex-wife and I were experiencing, but you know, cause I, I still, I still believe in marriage. I still believe that, you know, cause I think it would be silly for society to get married. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's a few bad months in your relationship and you go, you know what, this person isn't serving me the way that I want to be served right now. Or, you know, um, they're just not, you know, loving me like they used to and then leave and just jump ship. I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to build a family upon those types of um, that type of mentality. Right. So I, I believe in marriage. I believe in um, you know coming together and saying, "Hey, look, like um, we're definitely gonna butt heads, but we need to just continuously love each other by serving one another and working towards um, the same goal." Like, if because we're gonna grow, we're gonna evolve, right? Let's try to evolve together, right? So, like, you know, let's grow together. And I think that the problem, you know, with with my ex wife and I was like. We just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and yeah. we kind of chose not to grow together. and And that's where it was like, okay, like this isn't really working. Um, but, anyways, like it's just taught me so much about um, loyalty and love and honor and serving someone else, like not being as selfish or right. um, you know, and picking your battles and everything else. So it, it was um it was a horrible situation, but it really taught me a lot of the foundational tools that I needed to learn um, about how to love somebody and the way that they need to be loved um, and then also boundaries and how to love myself so that's yeah, cool.
0: I, no absolutely and I, I, I got to give you a lot of respect you for thinking about her and thinking about how the fans are going to react because this isn't something that ever really gets talked about but I mean being married or being in a relationship to someone you know in a lead singer of a band a person that's in the public Man, that can't be easy once you break up, and there's all there's going to be constant reminders. Like, who knows? You could be walking down the street, and like, there's an August Burns Red poster, or right. I'm on, you know, something pops up because you're in the public space, and she can't do anything about that, right? So right. that I mean, that's that's not just a you thing. That's this with everybody, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm dating this beautiful this beautiful woman from Finland, and um, you know, that's even a, a challenge too with the long course, distance, and yeah. I feel. I feel hard for her because, you know, I I feel for her because yeah, it's it's long distance and dating a, you know, being committed to um, a touring musician is just a difficult road. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a difficult road for least. my ex-wife, and I feel it's a difficult road for for my girlfriend now, Yana, uh, and and but she's a she's just a tough cookie, man. She's just a real <laughs> um, good, sensible. Um, she's got a lot of peace, man, and and it's great because you know touring is hectic. So then when I'm with her, it's like, oh man, like I can relax and I can be myself. And, um, she just carries this sense of peace with her. Um, and because of my, you know, because of the, um, ex, um, relationship that I was in my, my divorce, I've learned to, um, really be able to love her better. You know, um, I bet. Yeah. you know, be like, oh, don't make that mistake again, Jake, You you shouldn't, you know, don't talk like that or don't do those types of things or you know um be a little more aware of to you know the fact of her needs when you're out here being this quote-unquote rock star type of guy you know like (laughs) right you know um so So you you
0: head over to finland all the time to see her does she come over is it that kind of schedule is there talks of her coming and living stateside or what's the plan
2: right yeah so right now it's it's um it's great i mean she's got you know her life and a lot of really cool things that she does um she she does like DIY clothes and um, she's a photographer and um yeah and she's got like multiple things that she's that she has going on in, in her job but so when whenever I'm on tour she's home she's working and doing her thing and then when I'm home from tour I either fly to Finland yeah which is the plan after this tour literally I'm going to be
0: home for 2 days It's going to be awesome in the summer. <laughs> I love Finland.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, Finland is a gorgeous um I don't know if you've ever been to a place called Jutsa. But uh, it's a gorgeous place. There's a lake. She's got a a oh, cottage, wow. so we're gonna spend some time there in the Wonderful. water. And yeah, um, so in two days from now, I'm gonna am or from uh, from this tour, I'm gonna fly to Finland and spend some time with her. So Wonderful,
0: that's awesome. Man. Super pumped. Yeah, well, the tour's almost over. Yeah, dude, four more shows. Yeah, insane. And it's been a long one. It's
2: been a long one. And I
0: I wanted to talk to you. You know, the whole tour. I wanted to sit down and say like, hey, I'm kind of glad we waited because now yeah. we're able to reflect back on. On this tour, celebrating 10 years of Constellations, an yeah. album that kind of your second classic record, if anything, right? Which is cool. Right. And, you know, from an industry perspective, uh, especially our scene, you know, as a lot of people know, Warp Tour has gone away from doing the national tour. So there, it, it felt like there was a bit of a, maybe a place to do a club tour in the summer. But typically, club tours in the summer don't do as well (laughs) and this tour smashed yeah like really really good every single show doesn't matter the night of the week yeah where we are it's been really successful that must make you feel great
2: it's making me feel great yeah it really does like um you know this is definitely a tour that I won't ever forget um because of the magnitude like the impact that it's made on me personally watching watching so many people come to every single date and seeing yeah. the lyrics to a to a record that we wrote 10 years ago is like mind boggling to me um and yeah like we've played uh venues larger venues than we've ever played before we've yeah. sold out some venues that we've never sold out before um and the crowds are just showing up and it's just been like i guess um for me kind of like reignites my heart for um, just with humility of like thanks. Right. You know, it's just like when you see something like this and it's so overwhelming to you of like, Hey, you really have made an impact because sometimes I hear that all the time. Like, Oh man, your music, you know, has done this or thank you for this or thank you for that. And sometimes I'm so it's, I'm so foolish to just, you know, say thanks, you know, and not really let it set in right? that, that, it really has made a, a, a difference, you know. Or I really am doing something that matters or cares. Totally, to somebody, it's because you know? it's
0: become a cliche, and that's the the problem. Because things that are cliches typically are real; they're true. That's right. why they're cliches. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true when you when you've heard it for the, especially when you're doing meet and greets. When right. it's like the 60th person in line, and they've said it, and you've heard it like eight times, right? Just in the last half an hour, how can you just? how can it really sink in the same way as if when you right. he heard it for the first time when constellations first came out or whatever, you know, or messengers or whatever, right. You know, I think that's just an honest human way right. that you perceive things. And it is, but it's good when it sinks in because it isn't, it's important for your well Yeah. knowing that you make a difference. Yeah. And obviously with heart support and everything you do, yeah. that's something that you value. Right.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, And I think that that's what what's been going on is like every night I'm seeing a massive crowd of of fans singing these songs and they're literally just saying thank you, you know, for for this. And so uh, it's just I think that this tour has just impacted me on on another level of of just, you know, being thankful and, and really seeing the impact that we've made as a band and and. Also brightens my future. Um, you know, I mean, it would be one thing to do a ten year anniversary and it completely flop, right? And people would be like, you know, it was great then ten years ago. You know, <laughs> like, uh, thank you. You know, but well, do you no like? Thanks, thanks, you know? Do you like
0: doing the ten year anniversary tours? And I, I mean, you don't have to compare it to a, a regular, you know, greatest hits kind of set. But I found that when we've done it, and we've done two of them now, two anniversary tours, playing yeah. the album from start to finish. and Now you have done two as well. Yeah, that it's. A different kind of, um, it's a different beast, you know, because people know what's coming, but there's a cool anticipation.
1: Mm-hmm. Even
0: though they know what's coming, it's still exciting. Yeah, and sometimes even more exciting.
2: Yeah, do you find that? I do. Um, for example, for this tour, you know, before we, I mean, we went all out with our production. We've got oh yeah, lasers, cans. dude. We got lasers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like when you get
0: lasers, dude, you're like. We got lasers,
2: man. Like, you know, like you feel like a, a legit band or something. I don't know. Um, well, yes,
0: and you are a legit band, by the way. We're gonna get like, to that. Thank you. Uh, yes.
2: But um, so f- you know, we're doing um, rehearsals, and then be- right before pre-production for this tour, and um, it must have been like the second or third day of rehearsals, and Meridian, which is a song that has very little lyrical content. Like it's just like me for maybe one or two lines. Yeah, and it's um. And usually we have Kevin, our guitar tech, playing bass for that yeah. song, and so we're doing rehearsals. And I'm going, man, like it might be cool for me to play
0: bass. You know? So it was your idea, yeah. Because this isn't my list of questions. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I was like, it, it, it might be fun for me to play bass. Like, you know, it might be cool for the fans to see that, and and it'd be fun for me. Like, maybe you know something different. And uh, and the band was like, yeah, do, do you want to do it? You know, because we don't have to do Kevin. I mean, Kevin loves it, but if you want to try it, you sure. Know, and i was like sure you know like let me let me give it a shot so dustin gives me a bass and literally we we have tour we start touring like 3 or 4 days Well, you used to play bass
0: though like back in the day right y- yeah I mean, said, I, I mean i did i remember the last did. podcast you mentioned yeah, it yeah i did
2: play bass uh, for like a four chord pop punk band you know um, <laughs> which i never really like yeah i mean you know i was like 17 18 so so this was you know uh, this was a slight more of a challenge for me um and I, I know that I had to sing some parts and so I just took Dustin's bass home for a weekend and I just played and played and played and played. Um, and then, you know, three days later we're on tour and I'm ripping bass on stage and I was just like, This is so cool. Like Yeah. I'm like one of the guys now, you because know? like you uh, know yeah, the show? singer's always like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the guitarist and then there's the
0: singer. Especially you know? well with your band because you guys are all like such, you know, virtuosos and instruments, like yeah, you know, Matt's amazing and JB's amazing and Dustin's yeah. amazing and Brent's amazing, you know. And then you're yeah. like, Well, I'd yell. Yeah. You but- know <laughs> Exactly. And, and it's and yeah. obviously like you're a huge important part of the band. You're the face right, right. of the band. You're yeah. the spokesperson of you're yeah. But but it's true being able to instrumentally. Rip with them, yeah. It's probably a really great feeling.
1: It is.
2: It is a really great feeling. It, like for some reason, it brought this like sense of like bond with me and them, and um, uh, and I love it. And so it, it, you know, I mean, ten year anniversary tours. Like we're playing songs that we've never played before. We, we're playing songs that we've never even been all in the same room playing together before. You know, right? Because uh, when we go into the recording studio, we're all recording what we've learned or what we've written on our own oh yeah I know. we've never been in a room been like okay we're gonna finally you know the blinding light we had never played together before until we rehearsed it together you know so it's kind of a a unique and weird feeling um and then to be able to play those songs live and then you know fans i mean they're like dude like the blinding light you never play it on tour it's like yeah dude because we have like we have a you know a ton of songs, well, like, <laughs> like, well, and we're gonna
0: get into that. Six, six albums you've yeah. done, yeah. Um, um, plus yeah, the so. sledding hill, and you know, uh, so yeah, you guys have tons of stuff. But um, uh, yeah, that's that's really really cool about th- about the bass, and I love that. What was it like the first time you did it? Were you scared shitless? Like, oh my gosh, dude. were you nervous? Did yeah. you feel prepared? No, not at all, not at all. Because the, the I always think the funniest part, whenever you're, it's whether it's a new song or you're doing something new, like I've been singing with you guys doing linoleum. Yeah, it's been awesome. And sure, like we we sound checked it. Right. And you can rehearse the bass. Right. But then once you get out there, it's like, oh yeah, there's like people watching me and there's a show to put on. Like, do you have bass moves? <laughs> Did you work on your bass moves?
2: I didn't. <laughs> I, I Honestly, the first night when I, when I, you know, put the bass on, I was just thinking, oh shit. Oh shit. Like, just remember, it's the third fret. <laughs> remember, it's the third fret, right? And and then, and then oh write shit. it on your hand. Yeah, the number and then three. It's the seventh, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and so like you know, and I'm kind of looking around as to like Brent, you know, because he's he's close to me. and I'm like, and I'm kind of like checking Brent. And I'm like, Brent, what's Brent doing right now? You know, like right. And then like Brent's gonna head, oh, Brent's headbanging. So like I'm like, all right, got a headbang. <laughs> but I'm like, how do I headbang with this massive? guitar you know like yo it's different yeah and then the i think the the moment where it was like okay dude you're either the man or you're not the man is when i had to get up on the mic and i had to scream um something that's in four four on top of the bass line that's like i mean i i I still to this day i can't I, i i don't even know the time signature where you know i've got to move to from a fret to another fret
0: early it's like doo, and, uh, doo, 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 doo,
1: doo. yeah it's, yeah i know it's, it's on it's, the up it's on like, the up kinda yeah and my
2: scream like my you know the it's like on the down i'm just like oh my gosh but um after probably about a week of you know uh just realizing that i'm gonna fail it's <laughs> you know and 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 that's okay right um, I, you know, I got I got into it, and now I just now I can go over to to Matt, and I can flirt with him a little bit, and then I right. can go over here. Yes, you love the flirting. You yeah, love the flirting. I love that's, flirting with Matt. It's that's great. your
0: that's your uh, your band. So you know, you talk about I don't know how we we just spoke about it. It was basically you know saying you're a legit band or whatever. Right. Um. Well, congratulations on the second Grammy nomination. Thank you. Which um I don't know if you recall the last time we we talked on Warp Tour. And then the podcast took a couple months to come out. Yep. Then you had the Grammy nomination, so I called you back yeah. to, you know, talk about that over the phone, and it was horrible audio quality for some reason. I think I had to use my speaker. <laughs> but regardless, um congratulations on that. Thanks. And it's kind of cool. It must have been cooler, even cooler the second time because the first time it's like, "Oh, maybe this was one of these like weird things." Yeah. But now the fact that it's happened again, you've been recognized yeah. as an artist of this caliber yeah and you know to be i I mean does it surprise you the mainstream has embraced your band because in so many ways you're really not mainstream (laughs) like at all you know yeah i i don't
2: like um yeah i mean to me it's odd it's like what are you doing Right? right because um the grammys is such a I mean it's just such a mainstream it is. It just is. Um, you know
0: entity. I mean what yeah. do you want to call it? Yeah, I don't like know. Like you're not it, like you're not on the radio. <clears throat> no,
2: not you're not, at not all. on a major label. Nope. You don't
0: really have singing in your band. Not really. Um I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Man. Like it's just it's really cool. I was I am I was your biggest champion when it first happened. Yeah. When it happened again, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is, like, so good for, not just for you guys, but for everyone in this music scene. Oh, 100%. Um, but it's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have, like, a
2: like a, a gimmick. We don't have, like, no. you know, we're not walking around all wearing, you know, face paint and, you know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it really comes down to the fact that they must just respect our musicianship. And that's, like, the coolest part. Sure. It's, like, we didn't get in there because... I sing. We didn't get in there because of the face paint. We didn't get in there because of, you know, um, us being, you know, this super trendy band. We got in there because legitimately, this band does bust their tail. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and I'm not talking about myself. I mean, I really, like, JB, J. B., Dustin, Brent, Matt, like, those guys do not mess around when it comes to writing and, um, you know, really trying to... um Go outside the boundaries of of what they know as as music, you yeah. know, and, and and how they write. I mean, um, so yeah, it's 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 really cool, and I think it's great for our our scene um, for for them for the Grammys, you know, the the Academy to look at us and go, hey, you know, this is a legitimate style of music. These are legit artists, and the world needs to see that and know that and recognize that, and so. Um, I'm thankful that they're doing that you know uh, because there is there's a whole slew of amazing artists in our genre of music that deserve to be recognized that are putting out in my opinion better music than a lot of the mainstream artists you know oh, sure of course. Um, of course and yeah I think it's a I think it's a really cool thing and I, I um, you know I'm excited to see where they go you know because I mean I think the last, Grammys they they had between the bear and me which is those are our boys you mm-hmm. know and they're super progressive yeah I mean those guys are if you want to talk even more outside the box of mainstream you know sure um, and uh, yeah I mean uh, Code Orange I mean Roll, there's yeah. there, there's a ton of great yeah. bands that they're really ad- admiring and and bringing into the light so I love it and and two times to be Grammy <laughs> nominated for a Grammy twice is kind of like <laughs> what <laughs> like. Like, well, maybe next time you're gonna win it. Yeah, I don't know. Three, I mean, you know, I, I, I think
0: there's a good chance. I mean, I know you guys are doing some writing on this tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, you guys have been very consistent with your albums every odd every odd year. Just like just like us, actually, two thousand seven, yeah. nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen. Yeah, doesn't look like you're gonna make this one for nineteen. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to wait a little longer. Yeah. But um, yeah. with with that and how you guys write. Um, I don't think you're thinking about Grammys when you're writing music, that's for sure. It seems like you guys take kind of a natural progression approach, but how does it work for you? I mean, obviously, you talked about the four other members of your band taking the musical writing so seriously. Mm -hmm. When does it come time for you to come in and say, okay, I have these words, or I want to start working on putting over top, you know, my take, my expression... Into right. this. How does that work from the, you know your songwriting?
2: Yeah. Well, so I see the I see the band as a body, <clears throat> um, and everybody has their their parts. You know that they that they um, contribute for us to create something. Um, and so my Zero job. Zero body. Who's
0: the dick? J <laughs> B. <GB.
2: laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, and I love that I was so quick to say J B. <laughs>
0: well, somebody has to be the uh yeah. you know, the general of the whole thing, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And 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 rightfully so. I mean, you know, that's exactly right. Like somebody's got a General be, Dick. <laughs> somebody's gotta be the general dick. <laughs> and if we didn't have general dick, we wouldn't we wouldn't we'd be running around with our heads cut off, right? Right. Um, um so he he's a very important dick. And, um, and he does a great job uh, <laughs> being a dick. But, um, you know, um, honestly, like, you know, it's my, my job is to convey I'm a storyteller, you know, and, and I've got to be able to tell a story really, really well. And in order for me to do that, I really have to um, just completely be consumed by the lyrics and the music. Um, both individually, because what I have to do is I have to, I have to marry these lyrics and these songs accordingly, you know. So I've got to understand the identity of both of them very, 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 very well, in order for me to be able to apply them together, for them to make one piece, and that can be a freaking challenge, right? Um, because we have lyricists and then we have um, music writers. Right, songwriters, and a lot of times they're not writing the same thing, you know. Sure. So it's like, okay, I've got to understand JB's feeling in the song, and then I've got to understand Brent or Matt or myself's feeling in these lyrics, and what what fits best. What's gonna What's not gonna get divorced, right? What's What's <laughs> gonna make it? You know what I mean? What's actually gonna Um, choose to grow together and make something special. And so that's, that's my job in this band. And, and, um, the way that I do that is just, I really just get really heavy into the lyrics. I, 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 try to meditate on them. I try to, um, envision myself feeling what, you know, their, their purpose and the meaning and the story behind them. And, you know, we get like a lot of lyrics on the front end of, um, of the project before we start, you know, so I, I comb through these things and I'm like, and my rules are, do I believe this lyric? You know, if I don't believe the lyric, it doesn't even, it has no chance. Right.
0: What does that mean? Exactly. Believe it. Yeah. Um, like it's, is it sincere? Right. Cause like, cause like so much of what is music and I'm not trying to take shots at any, spe- I'm not going to take spots, shots specific artists, but this is running rampant, not just on the radio, even in underground music. Is right. There's a lot of drivel. There's a lot of very ambiguous lyrics that's like, you read it and you can be like, well, I don't know, what the fuck does this mean? Right. Like, you know what I mean? And right. in a way that's okay right. when it's open to someone's interpretation and people can take what they want from it and that's a beautiful thing about music. Right. However, if you're writing it for the sole purpose of it being ambiguous. Right. Is that kind of what you mean? I'm putting words in your mouth a little bit, but is that kind of what you mean?
2: Yeah, it's it's what I mean by that, like the two two rules that I have is, uh, you know, if I believe in it and if I believe that it's good for my fans to, to, to receive, right? Oh, okay. Um, so like, you know, four years ago, right? You know, when I was writing lyrics for, for the record, um, all my lyrics were about pain. Right, because that's what I was experiencing. I I could not see outside the box of pain and resentment and suffer. Right, so outside
0: w- the box of pain. That's yeah. a pretty good lyric. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: So I couldn't get outside the box of pain, and I, and and so all I saw was darkness and dreariness and you know hate. Right. Yeah. And so that's all I produced. So then I looked at all these lyrics and I go, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. And I shelved them. I shelved all my lyrics. I might have put out two or four for the band to check out and see if they liked, which I don't even think any of my lyrics made the cut that year for the album because I was. Do you wasn't, remember which album that was? I think it was. Um, uh, it either Restore? Found in Faraway Places or it was Phantom Anthem. Okay. Um, one of those. But, um, you know, I, I was in this place of just darkness and I shelved all my lyrics because I realized that just because i was going through something that was temporal i wasn't going to give that a place of authority to speak into our fans lives yeah for much longer you know than than what i was going through because you know you put something out on an album it's on an album you know and it's there and so i didn't i didn't want to do that i didn't want our music and our lyrical content um, to be that, that way for our fan base. So I shuffled all the lyrics. Um, except a few. And we, we chose lyrics from other people. That weren't in a dark spot. Um, so when I say believe. I mean something that I connect with. On a very deep level. That I can see myself in. Because I have to be in the lyric. In order for me to produce. Something and and tell the story. As though I lived it. You know. And, and that's important to me. Is that. When you hear me screaming on a song, um, that you hear the sincerity, that you hear the genuineness, that you hear the authenticity of my scream, of my pain, or my joy, or my love, um, or desperation, or passion, as though it's mine, it's me. I'm living it. I'm telling it because it's true. It exists because I experienced it and exists in my life. So I have to believe in the in in the the lyric, and if I don't. If I can't feel that, if I don't get there with that lyric, it's not going to make the cut for the album. But I have to do the same thing for these songs. I've got to feel them. I've got to meditate on them. I've got to believe them, right? And what are they bringing up to me? What feelings or sensation or dreariness or sadness am I going to cry listening to this song? And then I have to make those come together. So it's it's a process for me that uh is very personal it's very very intimate it's very private um, but in the end, I believe brings the best product for someone who wants to feel something from a song
0: you know yeah, that's tough though, because when you're trying to when you write something, whether it's you know negative or dark or whether it's something that's being more uplifting it's still comes from a place inside you, right? And 100%. I, I feel like sometimes, uh, uh, overall, everything that you do in your life, you're trying to convey a sense of hope, right? At the end of the day, but sometimes to make that message real and alive, you have to show those people that you've experienced the same things that they're experiencing too, right? right? So I, I feel like there's a bit there's there's a there's got to be both sides of it too. If you're just singing about, you know rainbows and unicorns and flowers and stickers and yeah. all this lovely stuff well you're never really going to hit home on what the pain that people are feeling which ultimately hopefully they can get out of like you have right and like so many of your other people you've helped with your foundation right heart support have right right so that there must be a challenge there too of okay what can i what can i say I mean, you must go through this with heart support too. It's like, okay, how do I get people to connect to me? Right, right. It can't just it can't just be, oh, I'm like a really happy person, so support me. It's like, well, I'm a happy person now. This is the shit I've gone through,
2: right, or I've been through, right? right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know,
2: I don't. I, I'm not a fluff kind of guy. <laughs> I'm not like you're the, not a fluff kind of no, guy. I'm no, not a, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna. You know, it's funny when you th- when you're talking about you know rainbows and unicorns. I'm going, yeah, like Santa Claus. You know, <laughs> like where Santa Claus is like, man, he's so great, and it's like, nah, he doesn't exist. Those presents, those are from your parents working their tails off. You know, yeah. Um, and it's all a lie. It's like, yeah, you're right. You can't feed. You don't want to feed people a lie. So yeah, there's um, there's definitely um, an understanding of the balance of writing to where it's like, hey, you know, this is the reality of it. Um, but, and then there's the hope for it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that, you know, especially Brent, um, he's such a good lyricist. Like Brent writes just top notch stuff and, you know, he's really good at, at finding that balance. Um, for me, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to, to figure out that balance. I'll, I'll weigh, I'll weigh it, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh man, this guy's going in a really dark, dark place. Right. (laughs) And, um, um, you know, and, and also I've I've no. Oh, oh my goodness! Did you go for a run? He's looking good. Holy! No, 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 no! You're good. Your bald head with the with the sweat just beating down your head looks so nice right now.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. They yeah. just. I mean, they they head butted. Yeah, yeah. You guys are really going for the same look this tour. Yeah, like I saw. Um, <laughs> When, I think it was like a, one of the first shows when you, Dustin, were doing the drum solo with Matt, and then afterwards, after the show, uh, somebody was like, man, when Jake came out and played drums, I was like, I didn't know he could play drums like that. And I'm like, you know what? He can't. <laughs> yeah.
2: we try to balance it out. You know, if Jake's wearing a hat on stage one night, I'll show off the bald head. One of us represents. We try not to have both represent. I've seen the bald, bald, bald head
0: bad. on stage at, at the same time, though. We're I bad. have seen yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Just because, you know, i got to be proud, you know? but. Yeah. There were, Jake had a really long beard. I had a really long beard at the start of this tour. Yes. I shaved mine down so I could have, you know, kind of my own identity. And then like a week
1: later, Jake shaves his down and I'm like, okay, now one of us has to wear a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it was getting a little out of control where... Literally, like, it, it was funny because, you know, we have Ray Duker, who's a, a just a phenomenal photographer, and he shoots us every night, and then he sends us the, the photos. And there were a couple times where I thought I was the one playing bass because I play bass <laughs> yeah, for one yeah, song, yeah. And I go, that's a good picture. That's Dustin.
0: <laughs> uh Oh, you, yeah. you, you guys could do some amazing face swaps, too, I bet. And then everyone would be really confused. Yeah. I know JB used to be the king of the face swap. Yeah, he was. Ba- back in the day, man. He was. That's funny. Um, so let's talk a little bit about heart support while we're kind of on the topic. For sure. Um, it's grown so much. You've been doing it for, like, almost 10 years now, which is the craziest, yeah. and craziest part. And it's, you know, you said you stepped away from it, which I actually didn't know mm-hmm. for a while. But obviously you're involved again now. Mm-hmm. It must, have been, it must be so rewarding for you to see and meet some of those people and have their stories come and now see what they're doing now with their lives that you've helped uh, make happen. That must be really probably pretty emotional for you in some yeah. ways.
2: Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's a passion of mine to, you know, to have, have started Heart Support and to build it. And um, I just like to see people get well. Um, because I think it's really important that right now, especially in, in 2019 where, um, you know, so many crazy, horrible things are going on in the world. And it just seems like there's no control that, that we try to help each other just get well, you know, uh, be the best person that we can be, um, so that we can make this world better for us. Right. Like, yeah. cause it seems like no one's really on anyone's side and. Um, everyone's so judgmental and condemning and, and I just know from personal experience of all the mistakes that I've made in my life, the things that I've done to hurt people or hurt myself and the moments and times where people have chosen, they made a choice to say, Hey man, that was a shit thing that you did, but you're a human being and you messed up and I want to help you get better. You know, of course, um, those people in my life have been very few, but when, when I've seen them, I mean, they're my my heroes, you know, those are my heroes. And so like, I've just wanted to not be someone's hero, but I've wanted to be someone who could cultivate an environment for a community of people to become each other's heroes and share, you know, and, and ultimately find the healing and a unique path of healing for themselves so that they can be the hero of their own story. And so that's what heart support really has become. It's become this platform of not the Jake Laura show. Um, a lot of people actually don't even know that I started it or even know that I'm involved in it because we've reached, we've kind of broken this, um, this boundary of the scene and we're kind of, going yeah. into the fitness realms and we're going into all these other athletes um we're working with you know fitness guys athletes and beyond and so these people are going hey man I'm, I'm i'm seeing heart support through you know this band or this this place or whatever so it's really cool um and you know the the big thing i think for me is just that i saw an opportunity to where i could bring people from this world together to help each other to better understand other people's lifestyles and cultures and experiences and beliefs and to um try to breathe um love, you know. Um and this is my effort. This is my this is me trying to do that, right? So uh, now we have resources that we've created which I which I uh, if you want to hear me be proud it, it's when mm-hmm. it's when I look at what we've created and we're not just talking about any you know we're not just talking about mental health we're not just talking about oh man that's a bummer that sucks good luck' we're, right. we're really trying to make a change and cultivate this thing so we actually have resources on self-harm we have res- um, we have a book on depression. Um, I, I wrote a book on my faith, you know, I, I don't think it's a surprise or, or, um, I think everybody knows, you know, that faith is very important to me, that, that God, um, is a big part of my life and has really shaped me because I, I kind of grew up with, um, you know, my father was, 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 was not necessarily around all the time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't necessarily connected really well with my stepfather and I really wanted a father figure. I wanted someone to lead me. I wanted someone to show me what am I supposed to be doing here? Why am I here? What, what's the purpose and reason for my life? And then God shows up and goes, Hey man, I'll be your dad. You know, I'll love you and I'll show you what, you know, a man looks like and I'll show you what you're here for. And I believe that I'm here To um, help other people get well. Right. And so it gave me, you know, having a relationship with God gave me a real sense of purpose and reason um, so that I'm not walking around here aimlessly just doing life and then living, you know, or existing. I want to live, right? So, Hmm. yeah. This, um, you know, heart support has given me um, something to live for, not just exist, you know. Uh, here in earth and then and then that's it so um i've gotten so much of a heavy response from people in the community multiple times a night every night i i hear i i have fans come up to me and say heart support man yeah thank you for heart support thank you for that community man or Hey, Ben, Ben Sledge from Heart Support, you know, your staff member, Ben Sledge is an amazing writer. Um, the blog he just wrote really helped me, um, understand and, and reflect on who I am and what I'm doing or, you know, Nate Hilpert or Taylor, um, you know, and, um, a guy came up to me with his family on this tour at our meet and greet and, um, said, you know, Hey, can you sign your book mountains? And I said, yeah, of course, you know, uh, thanks for giving it a chance. Cause it's a, it's a, Heavy book. I mean I I call God a fucking cunt in that book. You know, I get real, I get raw, I get genuine with my angst and my frustrations and my challenges of life and my relationship with God and um and you know, it's heavy with, you know, scripture and um I challenge people to, you know, get spiritual and, and so it's a heavy book, right? And um not everybody's into that and that's totally okay. But um I wanted to share with people who did want to see what my Christian faith looked like um, and the intensity of it. Good. Um, I want to give them something, you know, to, to really see. Um, um, so he comes back to me and he goes, Hey, you know, I just want you to know that this book and his wife standing there and his little son standing there, um, his young son standing there, and he goes, I want you to know that this book has helped me become a better husband and has become, and helped me become a better father. And that was probably the The biggest reward to me on this tour was just hearing that this man took my experiences and heard my stories and saw parts of my life, and it made him a better husband and a better father. Like, because I want to be a husband one day, and I always wanted to have a good father. You alright, buddy? Oh, dude. Yes. That that shit really hits me. I know. It's crazy, right? So but it's that, cool that that's, at least that that one book helped that guy, you know, and like that's just huge. Really. Yeah, but but you
0: know what, that helped but one that one book helped that one guy that you've you know and you've experienced because he happened to show up that day. Right. You yeah. you don't even know the impact that you've had. You know, all these other you know, probably literally hundreds of people that have are going through that right now, and you just don't know because right. they right. don't have your email address, right? <laughs> you know, and thank or, God. or whatever. <laughs> thank right? God, I mean, like you know, that you couldn't I mean, take that. No, no way, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. I could barely
2: take that dude saying that, you know? Right. And, and, um, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's me just trying to go the extra mile and, and, and now it's not even, it's, you know, I lead it and, and I run it and, and it's, it's a lot of work. It's another full-time job, but sure. But it's, it's the community that makes it special, you know? Um, it makes it what it is. And so, it's just really uh become a really beautiful thing and and i'm 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 happy that it exists and
0: and that it's growing you know i love it man yeah i love it i and i love your honesty i love that you've taken your own approach to what um religion means to you what your faith is what christianity is and you've said well maybe it's not that conventional you right. know Right. but i've found my own voice and i want to spread my own you know my own voice to people and when right. when people are not only um, listening but also absorb that from you what how could you ask for anything more than that that's right. an amazing takeaway right and then that makes you not feel so alone either right right yeah with well, with how you what you're experiencing it's
2: i think the 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 most beneficial thing for me to have written that book was the freedom of saying hey this is who I am and if you don't like it go pound salt I don't care because there's a lot there is a lot of pressure from you know because everybody's like oh you're a Christian you know and it's like yeah I am I love Jesus but like I don't know that (laughs) you know you would believe or understand or respect my theology or my doctrine that I follow or the relationship that I have with God because I, I feel like um society and the church is is a lot different than 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 my authentic intimate relationship right. with god right so like um it was just a way for me to show both sides of the street you know who i am with with christ hey christians you know like you like it this way and that's fine but this is who i am with christ yeah and because you know a lot of people they they you know unfortunately we're human and we judge people and it's like when i was on stage one night you know this christian's got his his phone out he's in front row dude and i'm and i'm up there and and i'll be honest i'm very intentional with me connecting with god on stage i love it it's my place where i get to just be myself and then i get to love god and just feel love right like this blanket of love um and peace when i'm up there so i'm I'm ripping and roaring on stage, yeah. And this guy's front row, you know, front and center, and he, he, sh- he shows me his phone, and on his wallpaper is is Jesus, you know. And he's <laughs> shoving this thing in my face, and I look at him and I go, "Yeah, man, you know, <laughs> that's cool, you know. Like Jesus is good, dude. I love, sure. I love God, right? Like, yeah. Let's keep moving on here, right? So I keep going, doing my thing, and then he throws it in my face again, you know. And and I have I have a tattoo of Jesus on my arm, right? right? So I I lower my arm to you know his eye level so that he can see. You know right. and I'm like I'm totally getting you. Yeah, dude.
0: I'm not sure because they I know well they do this thing where they keep. Like I know, and I don't get pictures of Jesus. Jesus showing at me, but I'll, but maybe someone will hold up something or like right. a picture of us together, maybe right. Right. from a right. show on their right. phone. So I'll, I'll like acknowledge. I'll be like, I'll point. And I'll give them a thumbs up, and it's right. like, okay, I saw it. Now put your phone away, right? <laughs> you know? and, right. But he keeps showing yeah. me the Jesus, yes. right?
2: So so then after the show, I, I I get off the stage and I'm shaking kids' hands at the barricade and saying thank you and. And people, they're not even kids anymore, they're just grown, right. grown sure, adults sure. at this. We
0: say kids, I know. It's not <laughs> yeah. meant to be derogatory. Right,
2: right. And um, and so he comes up to me, he goes, hey man, why didn't you, uh, he goes, you're a Christian, right? I said, yeah. He goes, why, why didn't you talk about Jesus on stage? Ah. And I go, well, uh, have you seen us perform ever before? I mean, I, I'm not that type of guy, you know? He goes, well, I mean, isn't that your job? And, ah. uh, you know, like, isn't that your, isn't that what you're supposed to do? And, um... And I go, hey man, uh, hold on a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, w- oh, I'm sorry. Did you not feel the Holy Spirit like mm-hmm. while I was performing? Because I did. You know, okay. I felt God in the room. Uh, I had a connection with God. Did you not? I didn't know that I had to say Jesus, right? Right for right. for Jesus to show up, right? Okay, so you know. Um, I get that
0: <laughs> it's like a Bloody Mary or Candyman. Yeah, right, you say yeah, it three times. to say mirror. it three
2: times in the <laughs> mirror, dude. Uh, or he's a no go. You know, it's like, um, why, why, why are we so quick to put? First off, why, why would you be so quick to put your God in a box and say like, right. it, like you gotta, you know? And then why would you challenge me and try to put weight on my shoulders, saying that I am supposed to do something like, like, you know, if you want to see. God in my life, then you can see it through some of the other actions that I take, not from the, my words that I speak. You know what I mean? Why don't you see it from the point of view of a, of a guy who's trying to love a community of people unconditionally, right? Um, that's an act of love, right? What, what is God? God God has a massive character of love, right? Like, I don't need to, to say anything to, to, to show you or to have God show up in a situation, I can just act it, right? Sure. Um, so, you know, when I wrote that book and I was able to put that book out, it was like, "Look, man, um, I don't need your condemnation. I don't need your judgment. Um, this is who I am. This is what my relationship with Jesus looks like." Um, and I think everyone's relationship with God should look differently, um, you know. And and good. And this is where I'm at. So Go now ahead. I don't have to. I don't have to deal
0: with. I any think of this that's anymore. a much better approach than saying jesus on stage and saying this is the way it's got to be and if you don't do it as i said then you're not a real christian oh or my whatever gosh. that's so dangerous but that exists yeah that and exists that's hurtful and that's why there's different you know and, and I'm, I'm the last person to ask but there's different you know sects and different things and people right. believe different things and right i think if there was a little more you know respect for everyone's relationship it's it's just it would be better overall right agreed all right so um i want to i want to all right (laughs) all right uh, we're like holy crap uh well we we're on a nice little run here yeah uh i want you to shout out more weight clothing first of all give Uh, a shout out uh, okay i love the designs (laughs) who does the designs for more weight yeah oh um so
2: i've got a couple guys uh kevin schreckengoss who's actually my my roommate um awesome dude young guy super passionate about you know graphic design went to school for it was was working with volcom and oh yeah in, oh cool i can see that down. cali yeah and then he moved it you know he moved back to pa and he's uh he's running his own company so he's doing really great he's super successful and uh you know kevin streckengoss um you know you can you can check him out on instagram um and then we've got zach spurlock who's a tattoo artist in georgia uh nice. and he does some of our work so yeah uh, more weight apparel i mean that's that right now is being um, kind of reworked, and and I'm yeah. really excited for the future for Sweet. for that.
0: But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I just... really I really like the designs when, when you kind of launched the whenever it was a few years ago when you yeah. launched that that company. I was like, oh, this is sick. Yeah, I thanks, like this. Man. If I if I uh, was a little more jacked, maybe I could get away with wearing <laughs> it. So uh, uh, we want to do a thing. We talked about this, and I think it's going to be fun. So before I let you go, I'd love it if you know. We're celebrating Constellation's 10 years. You're able to do a little bit of reflecting back to that record. But, of course, you did a Messenger's 10-year tour yeah. as well. Yeah. So I wanted to see if you would rank your records. Okay. So you've you've performed on six albums. Yeah. Messenger's was the first in 2007, and Phantom Anthem is the most recent. Yep. So what do you think? You got yeah. a, You got a list? I want to yeah, hear your, I do have your a list. favorite and your least favorite and why. Okay. All right. You can ba- put him in order actually if you want yeah and no you offense to you know who wrote
2: it blah 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 you know who produced it whatever um, I would say that phantom anthem is my favorite cool yep it's my favorite because um, the vocals that I was able to produce for that album um, you know um, with with Grant McFarlane was just I mean that's just the best That's the best I have. You know, I mean, I've spent years and years and years working on lows, mids, highs, yells, emotional yells, you know, different types and styles of screams. And um, I've gotten to this place where I'm just like, man, I think I've fully matured, you know, as this is my identity as a vocalist. um, And these are this is these are my weapons, you know. And so I really get to kind of showcase all that I've done in the previous years yeah. on that album. So that's my well, first. Well, the record
0: isn't new. I mean, you know, the, the cliche right. thing is to say everyone says, oh, like, our new records are best. Like, everyone says that. Right. And I don't think that that's bullshit. Right. I think bands, if they don't believe their new records is their best, then they're doing it wrong, right. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, but the records, you know, we're, were two years... At least two years old now, but yeah. or about two years old. Yep. So you know, you're talking about you've had time to go back and reflect and think right. about the process. Yep. And for it to still be your number one record, that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's and it's also, Grammy um, nominated, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's that carries a little weight in the back pocket, doesn't it? Um, but you know, that album really uh, also shows me where I'm going. You know, like yeah. the fact that, like, man, look at where you've gone, where you've come from. You know, Messengers, right? Um, where it was like kind of a mix of like a tough guy scream and, you know, and all this. And first album, like legit album that right. I w- recorded with, you know, legit
0: artists. Well, because that- had yeah, you ever done a full length record before in no. any of your projects? No, no. Like, that's the whole thing. People don't always really understand there's a big difference between, oh, just like a, a demo or a couple song EP right. to like a full length record. Right. So, okay, okay, so if that's your favorite, uh, do you have a least favorite?
2: Yeah, my least favorite, I think, um, oh, man, I mean, and it's tough. I'd have to say... Yeah, a lot of them are bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd have to say Rescue and Restore. Okay.
0: Um. See, I really like that album. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously... As a as a friend and fan of your band, my perspective is different than yours because you lived right. That's another thing. It's like my least favorite Silverstein record isn't really as much because I hate the songs right. or I hate the like lyrics or anything. It's more mm-hmm. I hated the process of it so much right. that it's tainted. Right. Is that is that yeah fair to say about rescue and restore, or is it most just more just the product?
2: Yeah, I think I think that um I just didn't jive with the the feeling of that record like i did with the others you know um i just feel like it had this different kind of like spontaneous like crazy road <laughs> and i was just like i'm not quite sure i understand like the path you know like right. um for me like i just didn't connect with that album as much as you know um these other records i mean you know well, that's I also felt- when you
0: were going through a really hard time in your life that's right? true I mean, that would have been 2013 you know uh well actually maybe the other the record after would have been yeah more so but i guess i don't know i mean yeah
2: yeah well i mean i was definitely i'm not gonna say that i wasn't going through a tough time <laughs> <laughs> but but um i think i just didn't really connect with uh with the overall feeling of that record, and I mean, it's still a great album. I, I, you know, like I don't have a problem um, performing the songs or anything. I just think that, you know, out of all of them, if I had to choose, that would probably be it.
0: Yeah. Okay. What about what's the number two? What's in the two two, two hole? Uh, the number two. Your your favorite. Oh, favorite. Um, we're gonna go. So now we've got one and we've got six. Yeah. Okay. And I want you to place the middle. The middle uh, four.
2: Yep. Okay. Um. Messengers, definitely my number two because that was my first full-length yeah. album. It's got so much of me on that record. Um, and it's, it was such an epic moment of my life yeah. where it was like it was the beginning of something that I had no idea where it was going or what was going to come from it. But I knew that um, I wanted it bad. And so I, I really pushed myself um, from a, a novice to you know, an actual ball player. You Absolutely. Know? Um, so I'd say that that's my second favorite. Uh, I really love Constellations. To me, that was our first mature album. Right. You know, um, I felt like Messengers was kind of like, hey, this is what this scene's doing right now. This is what we can write. This is our abilities. We're kind of just breaking the surface and joining the club. Um, But then Constellations was like, "Hey, this is who we are." Right. You know, so I I really, really love that record. Feel like that was
0: playing it. uh, No, I love playing that
2: record. It's fast and just nasty. It's a cool record,
0: and and I I love the actually. It is fast and nasty, but I love some of the little peaks and valleys in there too, though. Some of the like the more and those are the tracks that if you just go to a ABR show, you don't always hear those ones. Right. Right. It's like a lot of bangers. Right. Because you got a lot of lot of albums, a lot of bangers, so you hear a lot of bangers. So I love when it's like. When you know you play this, the song you play bass on, and yeah. a couple of the other tracks that you don't always hear, yeah. and I'm like, oh damn, man, these, this is a complete album.
2: Yeah, yeah, so. it's it's a it's a ripper, dude. Like, I'm amazed as to how fast the songs go on. Like when we perform it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're already like over halfway done here. Um, and Meridian's such a, a beautiful break for me, and, and a, just a real cool, in my opinion, um, just a dynamic song for the album, right? Um, and then. Uh, there's leveler I guess that would be the that would be the last one then I um, know uh, there's also far Places. I like found in far away places I think that's um a fun album uh I would say that's the more fun album of our albums because it's just like you know jBS is like yeah we're now we're gonna do this thing like like you know and you're like oh cool what was that
0: right fun little parts yeah right
2: yeah moments um little moments yeah and um you know that that record we had just signed with uh fearless and identity i think is a really strong song um you know there's just a lot of meaningful songs on that on that album for me personally um that i think kind of changed it was a it was a game changer for the band too because this was right around the time where you know, we had chosen to not be quote unquote a Christian band and then we wrote a record, you know? Um, And I think I was starting to see the effects of, hey, we're not going to write to a particular fan base or we're not going to write with any type of intention other than these are personal experiences and this is us as a band um, and where we are now. And I just kind of thought that that was kind of neat. So yeah, I love that record. And then Leveler uh, is just a that's just a nasty album, man. I, yeah. I. I, I uh,
0: so even the f- your fifth favorite is still really good. Yeah. I mean that that, that record has yeah. Empire on it too, doesn't it? What's that? Doesn't is an Empire on level leveler? Yeah. And I mean that's like got to be one of your yeah ba- most banging songs too. Oh yeah. Like that's every night live. Closer, that's dude. like the, that's <laughs> the, like one of the best moments, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, great. you must be really proud over all of all the records you guys have made together, and and what you've said and what you've done and yeah, man, like you have a really solid foundation here. Yeah. Thank you. I, how many more you got in another six records in you? You got it. (laughs) How the pipes feeling?
2: Yeah. The pipes (laughs) feel pretty good, man. I, I, I've, uh, I've been able to hone in on how to, you know, really take care of that. I, I, I'm 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 very amazed, but uh yeah, they feel good. I mean the body's a little rusty, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> well because I'm not this, you know, twenty year old teenage rebellious kid anymore, you know? Right. I'm a I'm a grown thirty four year old man that um just sees the world slightly different, you know?
0: I love it, Jake. Well, yeah. what else to tell the people? I guess the rec- the tour's almost over by the time.
2: This yeah. is out.
0: It will be over,
2: right? Yeah, and
0: you guys will be on to making a new record, I guess. Yeah, we're
2: heading to Australia with Constellations, and oh, then okay. we're heading
0: to, um, and then we're heading, and we're going to do Hawaii,
2: and then we're headed to Europe with uh, Constellations. Oh, so, you're doing the whole thing. Yeah, Let's we're, we're just going to or... keep. For some reason, I thought you were going into writing mode. Well, we are going to be doing a little writing. Um, we've we we try to write throughout the year uh, right. of the second year. That's probably smart. to just kind of you know. Get us prepared and ready because you know we're, we're trying to tour as well, and it's really not easy to write and tour. Um, it just doesn't. It's not convenient. It doesn't really have the 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 space. You know. All right. But yeah. All right. Well,
0: uh, check that out. Europeans and Australians and Hawaiians. That's right. I love Hawaii. <laughs> All hey, right. Thanks, well, uh, let's let's leave the people with a tune. Um, pick one. Oh my gosh. Um. Let's see pick here. one and pick one and pick pick one and tell the people why.
2: Yeah. Okay well you know what I think we're gonna go with uh Ooh, boy now another one just popped in the head
0: <laughs>
2: oh, man. um ocean of apathy
0: ocean of apathy yeah and why
2: um I love the energy in this song and uh I love just um the emotion that it brings and and when, whenever we perform it live um there's just like this there's Epic part where there's an ocean of apathy in there. (laughs) Yeah, I hope hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's just this part where I I scream ocean over and over and over again. And I remember when I did this take, I told Jason, um, I said, Look, man, we're going to do one take and I'm just going to give it my all. Uh, So you can hear the breaths and you can hear the intensity of it. And um, so it, it, I, you know, and then I'm performing it live and I'm doing the same thing. And it reminds me of just um, the importance of being transparent and genuine in when you're recording music to make it the feel so that it connects with the fans.
0: Love it. All right. Well, here it is on Lead singer Syndrome. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. ocean of Apathy, a classic banger of a tune on Lead Singer Syndrome. And I want to thank Jake so much for doing this once again. I mean, he's got a lot going on on tour, you know? This isn't easy. This long, long show playing an entire record. So it was so nice to catch up with Jake and uh, I wish them all the best in Europe and all these shows they're doing. And if you're in Europe, again... Um, And you're buying tickets for Silverstein Well maybe first go buy a ticket To see August Burns Red Do this amazing classic record Next week we'll be back We've got a great guest An indie rock guest I think that's what I'm going to put out next week I'm excited, you should be excited Hit the subscribe button If you like the show Write a review on iTunes Preferably five stars Tell someone about the show If you think that they'd be into it and of course, if you really want to support it, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. And the link again for that is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Well, he said it was the closer, so let's do it. Let's rip one more. Here is Empire by ABR
1: on Lead Singer. Peace
0: and love. See you next time.